0: Welcome to Sarah's Simple Thoughts. I'm your host, Sarah. I'm a personal development coach, and I help women to show up confidently, consistently by leveraging their inner power to get unstuck, to get rid of the blocks in the way of achieving the life of their dreams. I am so excited that you are here today. Today, we're going to be diving into a topic that has to do with all of my women who are In the workforce, who are doing the nine to five thing, who might be looking at starting another job, and just wanna know what questions they should be asking as they join another company, as they're starting out. Maybe this is their first job in corporate America. Whatever it is, these are some of the top questions that I want you to be sure that you ask your future employer to be sure. That you are maxing out the most of your benefits and that you are on top of everything that is available to you as an employed individual. So as an employee, you have benefits that contractors don't really have. And so as a W-2 employee, you have to be full time usually to be subject to these kinds of benefits and they can make your life a lot easier if you know how to leverage them. So let's say that you've gone through all the interviews and they say, oh my gosh, you are awesome. We're very excited to give you an offer we want to have a call to answer any questions that you have. These are the questions that you're going to want to ask during that opportunity that they give you. Okay, so number one is compensation. It really depends on the company. Some like to talk about compensation up front. Others wait until the very end end of interviews and then kind of reach that topic it really just depends on the company the company culture um, the person from HR that you've been talking to or alternative divisions of the company regardless you're going to reach this topic eventually and so I want to talk about that one first so when they say oh my gosh you're awesome What are your expectations regarding compensation? You're never going to put a number on the table first. I thought this was common knowledge, but it is very much so not, especially for women, members of the LGBTQ community, BIPOC. All of these folks tend to be taken advantage of um, because usually they're the first ones to put numbers on the table because we're a little bit less secure than some of our male counterparts and so it's it's a little bit difficult so how how do we handle this well they say okay what are your financial compensation expectations you reply and you say what is the average for this position like really short and sweet just put it out there they are legally then obligated to give you the correct number and so more often than not they will ask you like oh what are you expecting regarding salary and I'll say well what's the average in your company for this position more often than not this HR person will be like oh let me look it up one second because they want to double triple make sure they're not giving out false information because they could get in trouble for that they're gonna look it up and they're gonna tell you oh it's you know 53 47 an hour, or they're gonna say, oh, it's 90,000 annually, or whatever they're gonna say, okay? Typically, if you're at this point where you're a full time W 2 employee, they're gonna give you the annual salary number, and that might be kind of a transition if you've been kind of in the hourly workforce. So do the math and make sure that you're taking into account what your expectations are. Okay. So after you unlock that real number from them, then you can, hopefully you've done the calculations beforehand. Like, okay, my current job is paying this much and I have this much PTO and I have this much, you know, health insurance benefit, all the things. And they will hopefully give you a correct number that are, sorry, not a correct number a number that you're willing to work with, and then based on your previous calculations, you can move forward with this job that you want, okay? So that is the number one thing is that you want to double check on salary and make sure that it's hitting what you want, okay? So after you're happy with salary, you're going to dive into some other questions, okay? So first one being, does 401k matching start right away, or does it start after a certain period of time? Okay, whoa, whoa, back up. What's well, a 401k? 401k is your retirement account, okay? And I don't care how old you are, you need to contribute to your 401k, because historically, you know, people have been able to retire because of pensions, because of social security and whatnot. Millennials and all of the generations after post- millennial do not really have those same benefits. So we're going to have to retire with a lot. We're going to have to put in a lot more into our retirement accounts in order to retire successfully. Okay. So if you're 19 years old and you happen to be starting this amazing job, like I don't care, like contribute max out your 401k. Why? Because of the reason I just said, but also secondarily, because it's usually free money. A 401k match means... That typically for every dollar that you put in, the company will give you a free dollar. Okay. And it it goes into your 401k, you don't see it in your paycheck, and it's just it's just completely put away, and so that you can only withdraw it for retirement. Okay. So sometimes it's not dollar for dollar. Sometimes they will say, okay, yeah, we do 401k matching. It begins one year after you have started, after you've been employed by us for one year, we do 3% matching dollar for dollar. And then we go up to 5%, uh, 50 cents to 50 cents after 3%. Okay. So it just depends. Make sure, you know, the nitty gritties, but regardless, no matter what, it's pretty smart to Always invest at least 10% of your paycheck into your 401k. And typically what that will look like is you will never even see that come come out of your pay, paycheck. Like you will never receive that money. They will take it out of your paycheck before you receive your direct deposit. Okay. And the reason why 401ks, why we love 401ks are because they are tax advantaged. Okay. Like brokerage accounts, not tax advantaged. Now, what do I mean by tax advantaged? So when you receive your paycheck, all of that money is taxable, but with 401ks, they take out that money And so when it's time for taxes, you know, you report to the IRS, your W-2 income, all the income that you actually got deposited into your bank account. So you go to the IRS and you're like, look, I know that technically I make, let's say 80,000 a year. However, I contributed 10,000 this year to my 401k. So really you get to only tax me on 70,000. Okay, and there's like, I get that's really overly simplistic. All my tax people out there are like, whoa, there's like different things that go into income that is taxable and whatnot. But for running at the risk of running it very simplistically, overly simplistically, basically any money that you put into your 401k, they can't touch um, because it lowers your income. Now there's lots about Roth 401ks. Traditional 401ks, look that up. That's a little bit, you know, past what we're talking about today. But just look into that and always just try to max out as much as you can on your 401k. Now, there are limits, okay? You can't contribute in excess or you'll get penalized. But it is quite a bit of money um, to max out your 401k. So, for now just focus on getting 10% out of your paycheck and into that 401k account. So, the maximum contribution for 401ks is 22,500 until you reach age 50 and then you can do 30,000. So, it would be wonderful if you could always max that out. That's what we're working towards. That should be the account that we max out first most probably in most situations. Um, but for now, just do that 10% rule. Alrighty, Okay. So after we get all caught up on what the 401k looks like, we're going to ask about HSAs versus FSAs. Okay. Sometimes these are in tandem with the health insurance that you choose. Sometimes they are not, uh, but just ask to say, okay, so do you offer HSAs or FSAs or both? What does that look like? And do you do company matching? Alrighty. So same deal here. Oftentimes, employers will also give you dollar for dollar matches that you contribute to your HSA. Now, what is an HSA? It's a health savings account that you can contribute a certain amount to every year. It's also tax advantaged. That's why we love it. An FSA is a little bit different. It's a flexible spending account. Okay. A flexible spending account is a little bit obnoxious. It's not my favorite. I much prefer HSAs, but some employers just don't offer them. So it's something to keep in mind. The reason why I don't love FSAs is because they expire. And what I mean by that is they will give you a certain amount of Money. if they're matching you, you put in the money. It's, it's technically just like a separate... Consider it like a separate bank account. And typically, you'll get a separate debit card. But you can only use it for medical expenses, okay? And so you'll start putting money in here. And what happens is they're like, oh, okay, so all this money needs to be spent by the end of the year, okay? <laughs> and too often, I see people like bracing they're like okay do I have a medical expense I'm gonna need to save up for or not what do I do and so people will often be more conservative which is fabulous but then at the end of the year they're spending on like this $700 first aid kit and like you know just like all these medical expenses because it's like a it's like a use it or lose it type of deal with FSAs it's not it's not fabulous (laughs) to say the least okay HSAs, on the other hand, are incredible. They are awesome because they don't expire, they roll over, and typically you can invest them. Okay, so oftentimes one of the smarter things to do is to just kind of treat it like another investment account. So, put in the annual max and then invest it and just watch it grow. And you technically can use it for really any health related expenses. Okay. So, this is like physical therapy, um, band aids from Amazon. If you go on Amazon, it'll say like HSA eligible, you know, and you can use it technically you can use an HSA for whatever the heck you want. It's just a matter of if you want to get in trouble or not. Okay. So technically you can use this debit card to go fill up your car with gas, but that is not going to be a happy thing. Do not do that. Do not do that because you're going to get in trouble. It is only, only okay to use it for health expenses but you'll you'd be surprised by like what is considered a health expense like you can go get your laser hair removal treatments done under HSA sometimes so literally like just always ask and always look it up but just be like oh I wonder if this is covered under HSA if you're trying to use those funds however I feel like it's smarter to leave it there and to just use it as an investment account and watch it grow so that is what you're gonna to want to know about FSA versus HSA. Like, hey, do you guys do matching? Which one is it? Is it tied to which health insurance plan I choose? All that. Okay. Also, just just double check your bases. This is the next question you're gonna to want to ask. That is usually a given, but just so you you know, know <laughs> that you're aware. Just be like, okay, so obviously, like health insurance dental insurance, vision insurance, liability, uh, ask about professional liability. Some give it, some don't. Um, and then ask about disability insurance as well. Okay. So just, just cover all your bases. Usually health insurance is a given. Uh, in fact, it should always be a given. If they don't offer health, please double check who you are being employed by because, I'm pretty sure it's illegal for them to not offer health insurance in some of these cases. So just double-check your bases. And then dental is pretty common. Vision? I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes not. It's pretty common from what I've had in my experience, but that's not always the case. Okay, so just just double-check all your insurances, okay? And then after that... um, after you've covered all of those things, and there's no particular order you have to ask these questions, and usually I just jive with whatever the vibe is during the conversation and we go from there, but this is this is really the conversation you want to get down, you want to get down to business, you want to know exactly what's going on. Typically, you don't want to bring this stuff up right away in the interviews, it's not considered proper etiquette typically, So, but when they're like, okay, what questions do you have, let's talk about this, like literally go all out. <laughs> okay so after that you're going to want to ask about relocation if this is in a different city they should usually pay for relocation not always which sucks for some of these companies they just don't pay it um, if they don't pay for relocation and when I talk relocation, I'm talking about like, oh, your flight to get there or the hotels you have to stay in to get there or how much gas it'll take to drive your cars like for, f- over to this new location or a moving van cost. Okay, all of these costs are are relocation budget items. So ask about that. If they do not give relocation, immediately ask about a signing bonus okay so it's like oh okay so you don't give relocation I understand I want to be on the same page with you I'm moving halfway across the country to be available for this job and I want to put my best foot forward in order to do that I need a comfortable home living space I would like to be able to cover my moving expenses in a proper way is there any way you can offer a signing bonus Okay, anything that you can negotiate to try to cover those expenses, because let's face it, moving can really add up quite quickly. The next thing you're going to ask is about travel. This should have already been covered, but just double check like, hey, I was told during interviews that I would be traveling 10 percent of the time internationally or just within the country. Just want to confirm that that's the case. And just, you know, make sure that you are all updated up to speed on their expectations regarding travel, okay? Also ask if they are going to ask you to move in the future to your knowledge. This one's kind of optional, but it's just good to know what they're thinking. Sometimes, you know, they'll train you in one part of the country and then be like, okay, now we need you to go head up this team in Arizona or wherever, you know, after training in Minnesota. So just like this also should have been covered during interview questions. But just in case, like make sure that you are on the same page. The following remaining questions are less about HR questions and more probably with the person that you're interviewing with, the supervisor, the team lead. So you're going to ask about your growth trajectory. Again, this should have been covered in interviews, but just double check. Like, hey, okay, so I'm joining the company now. And then what does my trajectory look like? Like, How soon will I be in upper management? How soon will I be like? At exposition, whatever it is, and just be sure that, like, you are on the same page with this as well. Ask about guaranteed raises ask about optional raises ask about promotions okay some companies are very rigid and they have it all laid out already okay well you need to be with us for one year and then we'll consider you for a five percent raise after you finish this training and then two years after that like it's very rigid other companies you have to be kind of more I don't know if aggressive is the word, but you have to be a little bit more out there and be like, no, I want this promotion by this time. What do I need? What do you need for this to happen? And you really just need to like ask for it. Again, like these are kind of questions that should have been asked before, but if they haven't already, ask them now, okay? So ask about annual promotions. Typically... U.S. average is about 3% annual raises, right? This is to keep up with inflation, supposedly, uh, which it doesn't really, which is why we invest, right? But make sure that you kind of know what that looks like. We're always going to negotiate annual raises. We're always going to try to get them more than that 3% or what have you. However, it's, it's good to know what you're stepping into, what the company culture is like on that front. Also, they might do semi-annual, they might do annual, like it just asks about performance reviews and annual salary raises, right? In conclusion, just be sure that you are on the same page about like when you're getting compensated, okay? Uh, for example, if you are used to being paid weekly and now you're being paid a semi-weekly, like that might impact some of your budget items or not, I don't know did I say semi-weekly? I meant (laughs) semi-monthly. Just know what you are up against, what your pay structure looks like. Okay. Then you're going to ask about PTO. Okay. This is like disguised compensation is your PTO and your sick days. Okay. Why is it disguised compensation? Well, because you're not being paid for each hour you're working. They are paying a lot of costs for for you to be an employee. They're paying uh, for you to get cheaper health insurance and they're paying for you to be able to have time off. In other words, they're paying to be able to provide for you in a way that contractors are not provided for. For example, if you're a contractor, you are not going to get health insurance. You are not going to get company equipment. You're not going to get a work laptop and you are certainly not getting PTO or holidays off. Okay. This is for employees. So it's kind of this hidden thing. Cause it's like, oh yeah, like I get paid X amount per year, but on top of that, I get x amount of time off pto can look very different very very different if you are just entering the workforce you probably are entitled to probably an average of two weeks of pto and it will increase the longer you stay at the company typically if you are in the tech industry or a startup industry just anything like that You might be entitled to unlimited PTO, which in my personal opinion is the coolest thing because if I had to guess, I have not read studies on this yet, but it is a significant boost to company morale and it shows a lot of trust in your employees, which I'm all about. Um, But ask about PTO. Know what you are getting yourself into because at the end of the day... PTO is important because you want to be able to go to grandma's funeral. You want to be able to take the beach vacation. You want all of these things without having to worry about your income being stopped. And if you can take advantage of your PTO in a smart way, then that will be possible. Now, I don't want to hear all you guys saying like, oh, like, yeah, PTO, that's for the week. I, I'm i a hard worker. Forget it. Okay please take your pto it's in the company's best interest it's in your best interest it's in your family and loved one's best interests. please do not let your work own you okay take your breaks and if you are in a company culture that is very discouraging of pto let's think twice okay because pto taking breaks it's all very 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 important So once you figured out how much PTO you have, you can go ahead and like map out what your goals are for that year. If you want to hit some countries or not, or go spend time with family. My biggest advice with PTO is to always pair it with a holiday. For example, if you go over Memorial Day weekend, let's say that you leave the office, you know, Friday afternoon. You catch a flight on Friday, then you have Saturday, Sunday, and the holiday on Monday without even taking any PTO yet. And then you can take Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that's three days of PTO, ask if you can work remote on Thursday or Friday, and then you can do Saturday, Sunday, and then be back in the office on Monday so like see how you can maneuver see if you can really take advantage of those holidays and pairing pto with it because it'll stretch it a little bit further okay also don't be afraid to take sick days for physical or mental unwellness okay take advantage of those you are literally that is part of your compensation package okay it's like if the company was like okay here's four hundred dollars You can use it whenever you want in the form of time and you just leave it on the table. Not smart. Use it. Okay. It's part of your compensation package. All right. If you are not happy in negotiations, when you negotiate your salary, because it's, notice how I said when you negotiate your salary, not if you always negotiate your salary. Always, 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 always. (laughs) There is never ever any reason not to negotiate always negotiate for higher. When you're negotiating for a higher salary, sometimes you can kind of maneuver the benefits. For example, I had one job in Corporate America where I was a corporate manager and I was not happy with the compensation package and so as I was as I was working on negotiations with this company before I began we worked out that they were stuck like they literally could not pay me anymore because a lot of these big corporate companies will have a limit based on what your position title is So what we did instead is I said, okay, well, you can't pay me more. That's fine. I understand. Can I have every Friday off? Can I have, basically, can I have more PTO? And they said, you know what? That'll work. That'll work fine for us. And I said, great. So that way I'm not technically getting paid more, but I kind of am because I increased one of the levers on my compensation package. Okay. So there's lots of options. So hopefully... This was helpful in terms of knowing where to start, what to do, what to ask as you are either changing companies or starting with a new company. I'm so excited. You're going to kill it in this new job, whatever it may be. Please let me know if you have any questions, leave a rating on the podcast and always feel free to reach out to me and my team at at gmail.com or check us out on Instagram at Sarah's simple Thanks so much. I'll see you next time.